0: Listening to The New Paris. When I think of the contemporary American writers that have marked the canon of documenting the French experience, I instantly think of David Leibovitz. The prolific author and blogger gave us personal stories about navigating life in Paris, about cooking, of course, about buying and renovating an apartment, and now he brings us a primer on drinking with his new book aptly titled Drinking French. David, I'm so glad to have you here. I figured we can get right into it. We have a lot to talk about.
1: Well, I just have to say thank you for calling it a primer because I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> it's a, well, when I was trying to my new, uh,
0: use new, it, because what no. I was trying to think of like, you know, it really, and mm-hmm. people will see it very soon, but it really is an overview and mm-hmm. it's not just alcoholic drinks. No, not at all. So you start, and this was going to be one of my later questions, but I figure let's just start with it now. Mm-hmm. You start with coffee, like what right. people drink in the morning.
1: Because French people can't live by alcohol alone. What? <laughs> there's a, there's pretty a sure mystique. my father-in-law could. but <laughs> <laughs> Well, I remember actually when I was younger, I used to come to France, you'd see the men at the bar drinking at you know 7 a.m. They'd have a glass of white. Then I realized that they were the, ebours, the street cleaners. And for them, that was like the end of their shift. So, you know, uh, why not have a, I'd have a glass of wine too at 7 a.m.?
0: Although I wonder, could there have been alcoholics in that, in that group, maybe?
1: Well, there used to be an expression in France um, called killing the worm, and you had to have a glass of wine in the morning in order to kill the worm that grew in you overnight. <laughs> so course. I've never researched that. <laughs> of course there's an expression <laughs> yeah. about it, though. Ask your doctor.
0: <laughs> oh, great. I'm sure he'll give me an this honest answer. This is not answer. medical advice. <laughs> but so you, 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 know, you start with coffee. You, you mm-hmm. really go through some of the cafe staples and then mm-hmm. the specialty coffee sort of beverages. Yeah, well,
1: I just thought, you know, what better way to to start a book than how the French start their day? It's very important. You know, the lights come on in the cafes. You know, if, if you happen to get up really early, you sort of see, you know, the backs of baguettes being delivered. And really, you know, it's, it's almost a cliche, but it's like this beautiful cliche. These people come with these sacks of baguettes and they start flickering the lights on and these cafes come alive and they're, you know, the lights like beige and amber and, you know, these sort of p- counter people are standing there. And it's just, it's it's beautiful. So I wanted to start the book that way and just go through a typical day in France. Like people would have a cafe drink then maybe a mint, you know, mint syrup drink later in the day, have a tea and infusion, mm-hmm. um, have a, you know, cafe ap- after, after your meal, uh, you know, maybe then have an apple, a beer, you know. Then it's, we live in the 11th. We both live in the same neighborhood. We know, you know, 1130, midnight, you know, 1am. That's when people have their last beer, you know, and they're still continuing into the night.
0: For sure. So you really were able to document, a you know, a kind of normal day if people were really drinking (laughs) as they, you know, surely there's some work involved in the middle of the day or not, but you know.
1: (laughs) But one thing is like, as you know, you know, When you live in France, the food's very uh, much a part of the culture. Like a croissant's just not a a thing you eat for breakfast to get, you know, to get full. It's part of, you know, there's cultural, traditional reasons. And same with the beverages. So I wanted to follow those cultural references and see how, you know, and trace and explain how important they were or they are to French people even today.
0: So obviously, you know, Mm -hmm. you've been here for
1: Nearly 19 years. Yeah,
0: wow. Okay. So you, you know, you've obviously experienced many of these traditions firsthand. You, Mm -hmm. you, you know, you live them daily yourself. Right. But was there still some amount of research you had to do for this book?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, one thing is I'm not a cocktail expert. I'm not a spirits expert. Um, I'm, I know a lot of things and I know what my lanes are, so to speak. <laughs> but I also wanted, you know, if you're going to write a book on something, you really have to know the subject. So I had to do the research and, you know, it was a lot of fun, you know, tasting things, learning things. Um, but the more I started, you know, I started sort of, well, I'll just explain what all those bottles are behind the bar in the cafe because no one knows what they are. What's beer, you know, B-Y-R-R-H. Right. You know. And then I was like, oh, my God, every bottle has a story and a history. It's not just a bottle of ap- aperitif, you know, that it was started as a medicine in like the 1800s when, you know, the troops were, you know, French troops were stationed in North Africa and they had malaria and, you know, absinthe was meant to purify water. You know, it came from Switzerland, but then, you know, then it became pastis when, you know, so all these things had this incredible history and I kind of had to follow them. Right. You're I just, following the trail. Yeah. And I really wanted to know about them and learn about them. And it was so interesting.
0: So it's a bit of a, I mean, it is and it isn't a departure from what we have done before, because ultimately you're creating, you're sharing recipes. Mm-hmm. There is food. So mm-hmm. some snacks oh, yeah. involved.
1: It's France. So I always have to have food.
0: And it's also <laughs> a, a David book. So it right. has to have food. At least well, that in, my, in yeah. my thinking, you know, it would well, be silly for it yeah. not to have your recipes. Well, I think also, you
1: know, we both write about France Um, But there's a lot more to France than just a recipe. Right. There's a story. Um, And that story of France, especially what's happening and how it's changing. It's changed over the years. Um, That's something that interests us. So we write about it and we explain it. And we also uncover stuff. Like, we're learning at this, like, why are the French like this? And, you know, we've been here a long time. It's I always hate to say, like, the French, like, they're in some, like, window at Galerie Lafayette. And we're, <laughs> we're, like, observing them with little notebooks. But on the other hand, you know, it's, they're deeply you know, <laughs> They're Français, Français. You right. know, they're very French. So, um, and to them, they don't even think about these things. They're yeah. like, oh, je sais pas. You know, they just don't. Ever think about, like, why don't you drink? You know, Americans are always like, why can't I get a cappuccino after a meal? It's just, you know, it's like in, in France, it's like, well, because you wouldn't. You know, you, you just, just don't. You know, c'est you know, C'est pas
0: bon, too much milk.
1: C'est pas <laughs> so, You know, there's some reason. So all those things are also very interesting for me to write about, um, you know, explaining things to people, showing people stuff. Um, and Paris has so many facets. You know, some people do write about the beautiful, you know, left bank of Paris, mm-hmm. and um, it's actually wonderful. It we, is. No, it is. We don't live there,
0: right? So, <laughs> so that's why it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. we can so, appreciate
1: it. Yeah, we look at it. It's beautiful. But, you know, but our neighborhood much more lively. You know, the right bank is much more. You know, it's, it's you know, it's, it's kind unpolished. of unpolished. There's
0: there's some unpolished. It's, it's real. Yeah, real. Sometimes too real. (laughs) Sometimes you're like, I really wish the demonstrations wouldn't come by here again. Yeah. Or the people wouldn't stand
1: outside and smoke and drink, you know, until two in the morning outside my window, you know, that kind of thing. But that's Paris.
0: Some things we can't control. Right. Um, (laughs) And actually, so in terms of what sparked this book, because your previous book was about, again, I mentioned the apartment Mm -hmm. and that whole experience. Yeah. Um, It was heavy. It was a heavy book. Yeah. You had you went through a lot of emotional.
1: I know. You I start crying. <laughs> so you needed exactly. a drink after. <laughs> yeah. hence You did a book <laughs> on a drinking,
0: but like was the <clears throat> because obviously you proposed that idea years ago, right? So how does that like what was the initial spark? Just like there was this element that I hadn't yet covered.
1: Uh, well, you know, I thought about what what bartenders do, um, I was sort of, you know, I, was, I got involved in the cocktail, you know, movement as well. You know, people started drinking more. I always drank cocktails. You know, I'm from San Francisco. We drank martinis. We went to bars and, you know, we had drinks. But there was this new movement, you know, which you chronicled in the new Paris as well of, you know, new distillers, this new energy that was blowing through Paris. And it it was a little behind, but that's okay. You know, it's... It's on pace. You know, yeah. I mean, French people sometimes take a little while to catch on to stuff. Um, and that's not at all a bad thing. Um, I'm just saying it's sort of a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just took it and did it really well. Yes. So you have all these amazing bars. So I would go to these bars and I would watch these people work. And I really admired them. Like to me, a bartender is just, you know, you watch Margot at combat <gasps> making a drink. Her. It's like, I wanna be you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teach me to be you. Teach me to be you. And I did learn how to be a bartender you did. from okay. bartenders. Um, For you know, this book. Yeah, because I wanted to know, like, what goes into their, what's, how do they do this? How do they think of, because I invented cocktails. For Um, the
0: book. Yeah. You did, There's
1: original cocktails, there's classic cocktails, and then there's some from bartenders in France and a few from the U.S. who are either French or use French spirits really Mm -hmm. well. So learning, you know, I wanted to learn what they did. Um, and it was funny. I was in New York and I was talking to a bartender in Brooklyn, uh, Toby Cecchini at Long Island Bar. I said, well, I always wanted to be a bartender, but I don't like being sticky. <laughs> and he goes, well, if you're doing your job right, they're not. Your All hands right. aren't sticky. And saying, I was a baker, so I wash my hands probably 60 times an hour. I was always <sighs> kidding. So... You know, I really admire what they do. And I, I realized, like, I was trying to learn the speed pour where you grab a bottle with two fingers <gasps> and flip it.
0: Hey, oh, yeah, it looks really, um, I would make a mess. Uh,
1: well, I was like, oh, my fingers. <laughs> I think I sprained my finger.
0: <laughs> you really so. need a lot of dexterity, I guess, in your fingers yeah, to do they're that. They're like, it's
1: better for your arm because, you know, bartenders are always doing this. That's right. Um, I was like, well, I'm never going to be a bartender and I don't need to do that at home. So I stopped. Um,
0: so there's some things you can learn. Others you can, you know. Yeah,
1: But I liked, you know, when I wrote, I, I signed this two book deal. I had finished My Paris Kitchen, and um, La Parte was sort of a prequel to My Paris Kitchen. Um, and I thought, okay, this book is going to be, you know, it's a difficult subject if you read it. Um, I thought, you know I want to write that first and then do this sort of book that's more up. Cathartic. Um, yeah, not that, you know, La Part is, uh, you know, I'm not Debbie Downer. It's not by Debbie—you know David Downer, but... Um, you know, it's a story that's a little more, ooh. Oh, and shit. real. Yeah. So I thought people and myself would like to do something much more joyeuse. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just much, much more, you know, sort of getting back to France again. Because yeah. all the books are about France and Paris, you know, but um, I just thought the drinking one should go second. And I'm glad.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, obviously so. this feels a lot... Um, it's it's a much different topic to to talk about, and certainly yeah. doesn't put you back into some of those nightmare scenarios with with Parte, right? Right. Um, so you I can, probably
1: wouldn't have written that book after you <laughs> put it out. You probably gonna, been I'm like, gonna I'm, gonna I'm over drinking, it now. Yes. yeah, yeah, or
0: I keep drinking. I'm writing another
1: cocktail book.
0: <laughs> so what I think is also interesting is you feature, as you mentioned, you feature different people from both you know the Paris cocktail and coffee scene, but also elsewhere. So how did you choose who you're going to feature? Um, I looked for the best-looking
1: people. No. <laughs> um, no. I mean, I wouldn't no, blame you. No, but. not at all. Um, I looked at different uh, people who I admire, like Carlos Madrid at Marie Celeste. He was the one that made me first appreciate the cocktail in Paris. He came out from behind the bar, and he didn't know who I was or anything. Um, and he said, "What can I can I help you? And that's like, wow. That kind of service, like he's a, prof- he's a pro. He's not saying behind the bar, oh, so fun. Yeah. And then- I met Margot Le Carpentier yes. at, um, I went to a, a cook, cooking uh, exposition that she was at. And the, um, not to get too into this, but people were asking her very sex, some, uh, oh some sexist questions. And she handled it really well. Because, you know, you're on stage. And um, I said, you know, whoever that woman is. I think I love her. (laughs) (laughs) So I always worked with women. So I like, you know, I I don't have this thing like women can't do that or women can, you know, women are bad. It's like we're all doing it. So I just, you know, those kind of, that's how I chose. Um, And it was very interesting because I got to meet people that I wouldn't have met. And they were all, everybody was amazing when I said, you know, I'd go in and say, hi, you know, I had a cocktail the other day. Um, do do you mind if, is there, you know, they're like, I know you I we, of course, you know, and they were super nice. So.
0: Which is, you know, not a given. I mean, it can be tricky when you're asking for things or wanting to shoot, you know, because this was, not only are you writing, but you're going to all the photo shoots and right. orchestrating that and organize, you know, all yeah. the logistics.
1: But one thing, you know, the longer you live here, um, relationships are really important. Oh, it's if, So important. If you just go in and go, we want to take a picture and we're going to set up photographers and da, da, da. They're like, oh, c'est pas possible. <laughs> but you go in and you talk to them and they, uh, you know, then they, when they say yes and they, they're like, oh, I'm happy to, like one guy at Poulet, he was like,
0: Oh, Uh, I know them. They're so great. So nice.
1: I mean, he said, you know, it's like, you know, comme chez toi. He's like, it's like your house. And we spent the whole day there. It was so beautiful. We ended up using like two amazing photos of him. I wanted him on the cover of the book because it was so beautiful, what he was doing. Um, But also it made me really appreciate France more. um, Because as you know, you know, sometimes no is the first thing. Um, And when people do make an effort or want to help you, it's sincere and it's genuine.
0: And it feels just like... J- pure joy to get to work with yeah. those people because yeah. they get and also they get what you're trying to do yeah. and they see the value in what you're trying to do.
1: Yeah, and everyone I talked to was like, they're like, you're doing a book on French drinks? Like, huh? You know, they just, they, to them it was, and then they were like,
0: oh,
1: uh-huh, uh-huh, whoa, okay. And then, you know, I'd have to explain to them, you know, it's about the culture of drinking and they, then they got it and now when I give them copies, like yesterday, I was with Romain Meder, yes. the chef at Plaza Atine, who was this, you know he went through every page of the book while I was standing there, like page by page. <laughs> and usually when you hand someone a book, they're looking for their name in the book. Of course. Like they go through the index. Uh, and that was like, I was like, don't you have like customers to feed? <laughs> and the diner's waiting and he's like, mm-hmm. and he was really appreciative.
0: I think so. they also appreciate the work that goes into it.
1: I think they do if you do a good job. Yeah. Um, they know, like people are holding my book and touching it. Like, oh, yeah. they see the photography and they see the work I did um, and they appreciate it. You're right.
0: But it's, it, it is a laborious process. I mean, uh, you've done way more books. <laughs> a little than a, My God. Well, you've done, you know, far, a far greater number of books than I mm-hmm. have at this point. But I, I my, my one question for you and, you know, we can compare notes, but just like, what was the most challenging part of this particular book? Because... <laughs> You know, each, for you, I'm sure, your projects are all very different. Right. But when you incorporate photography... Well, my biggest challenge
1: was when I do a baking book, you know, I wake up in the morning, have breakfast, and I start baking and testing recipes. So this is, I'm doing, this book, I'm doing cocktails. So I wake <laughs> up, it's 9.30, and I'm lining up the bottles, and you know, my partner, Romain, is like watching. And I'm not a morning drinker. I'm not even, you know, I'm not a day drinker at all, like a... You know, I'm, six o'clock is okay, you know. It's when I can, 6 p.m., I should say. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, not these we do. So that was really hard to test recipes. And there's only so many, like, I can eat a lot of brownies. I can eat a lot of cake. I can eat a lot of ice cream. There's only so many cocktails you yeah. can sip. And I started getting drunk, like, <laughs> just on a sip of a cocktail. So I put them in the fridge. So that was really difficult. I was like, how do these people... Taste or test cocktails.
0: So it was more of the the um, less the photo shoot part. No, the photo shoot. So more yeah. of the actual process of creating and testing that right. was.
1: The photo shoot was, you know, as you know in Paris. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, we'll Does do that say of, it you know, at all? I don't know. Okay. Stay oh tuned my god. for part 2 on the Next to at Austin like David. <laughs> no, you have to like make arrangements. You know, we'll be there at eleven and of course you're running late and then they're waiting for you. Um and you Or not waiting. Yeah, we're not waiting at <laughs> oh, forget. forget. Yeah. I mean yeah, yeah, exactly. several people forget. And you know, we had you have your photographers here in Paris. This time, yes. Right. Not the first time, yeah. but Okay. Mine is from California. He's great and he'll just go, go, go. But You have five shoots, you know, you have to be on one side of the city and, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to extricate yourself. Like we went to a couple of restaurants and stuff. They're like, have lunch. And we're like, oh, here, we made this for you. And you're like, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then it delays everything and then you're scrambling. And no, it's, there, there are definitely some logistical challenges. Yeah. And I,
1: also, I wanted to have a, going back to your question also about, um, because I know you did this in your book um, too. Um, you wanted this, I should say, was to show the diversity of Paris. Oh for sure. That it's not just a bunch of, you know, cute guys with beards, um, you know, if only <laughs> if only. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's a different kind of people, and that's what makes Paris such an exciting, interesting city too. Exactly. It's not just the cute guys with beards, you know, no. microscopic waistlines. No. They're all you know, there's these women like Margot or Stan at Galopin or Carlos um or Daniela at Le Saint at, Sebastian. Yeah. And and they're all part of Paris. And I wanted people to see that because that's the real Paris. Exactly. It's the new real. That's your it's next It's like look. you just
0: <laughs> said it. Yeah. You just said exactly what yes. I think. But so what's I, I also kind of wanted to ask you because you document on Instagram a lot of real Paris, too. Yeah. And you're like the OG blogger, yeah. right? And then you, you, you're you now, you know, which you still have. You're, you've still got mm-hmm. a very, very yeah. prolific blog. I'm so OG I had to look up what OG <laughs> meant. <laughs> 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 One day, it's okay. I'm I'm just okay. bringing I'm it a up different to generation, that's yeah. right. But you've added, you know, social media, obviously, mm-hmm. and and Instagram. I mean, it's very easy for people to <coughs> to paint a very idealistic picture mm-hmm. of Paris on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel? And I think I already I I think I already know the answer to this. But at any point, did you feel tempted to sort of show the more polished side because you thought, like, you know, maybe people yeah. don't want yeah. sometimes the dingy I
1: sometimes, you know, I do show both sides of Paris. Um, you know, fortunately for me, like with my blog, I've gained a lot of visitors writing about the real Paris. Mm. Um, and people like that. And a lot of people have said that to me, especially French people. They go, thank you for not portraying us as like living in Disneyland. Um, you know, I've had a few people like, oh, that's not how things really are. But It's, you know, I'm like, okay, well, my, you know, I live here, lived here for a long time. My partner's French. I have a pretty, you know, I have a French family. I'm pretty. Clued in. Integrated. Yeah. Yeah. So it's my experience and that's the way it is. tough, you know, click away, my friend. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of thinking that this whole Instagram thing's going to somehow blow over this whole curated experience of, you know, Paris is, you know, Sometimes you can't take a bad picture here. You're, you're having coffee at this cafe. The lights perfect. The, the waiter's there. You know? Right. And you take a picture, and it looks great. So I put that up. Sometimes, you know, I'll see something like, "Gosh, I don't, you know, I don't want to guess right now." Like a street sign or something weird. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, yesterday I had coffee at this like you know little bakery. It was in like, a paper cup, and it got like five thousand likes because oh, it resonated. Well, the caption was kind of a you know it was like how the woman at the counter. You know, it was a real transaction. Um, she said, You know, do you want sugar with your coffee? I said, Well, I only like, sh- you know, if I'm going to eat sugar, I want it as dessert, as a pastry. So she gave me a little, a chouquette and a little sugar. Oh, that's puff. so cute. Yeah. Well, it's such a, like a French yeah. moment. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always happen. So don't, you know, people who are visiting listen to this. Don't replicate that. Yeah. <laughs> don't say, Where's my free chouquette? David Leibovitz got one.
0: <laughs> but no, I hear you. It's like sometimes it's, a, it's, it's what you say more yeah. than.
1: I don't think you should curate your life for social media. Um, You know, I think the other thing is, like, we're going through a really hard time right now in the world. Yes. And I think, on the other hand, people need a diversion and they appreciate something not necessarily heavy or political. And I'm very political. I'm from San Francisco. You know, I was in all the demonstrations there. I went through the whole thing and I have very strong opinions. But people also just kind of need a break from everything and it makes them feel good. It makes, it's good. And I want the internet to be a nice place still. Mm-hmm. I mean, I posted a picture of a cake the other day, this woman a journalist came from South Africa and she, you know, in this rental apartment, she made me this South African cake with no scale. And people were like, Oh, it has to be, that's supposed to be served with sauce. And you where's the sauce. It's not correct. And I was like, this woman was, and I said, I answer really nice. I said, this woman's so nice. It was very generous of her to do this, you know, And I just don't understand, and I don't want to cultivate that. Right. And I also want people to know that that's really not, you know, nicely. I don't want to get in an argument with people, but there's no reason to be mean. Like, the internet, it can be such a terrible place too. And it's like, why? That's one of the problems in the world right now. And I don't want to be a part of that.
0: Right. You don't want to cultivate that
1: further. But I will keep putting up pictures of real life.
0: (laughs) Well, good. No, I'm really glad to see that, frankly, because there's a lot of the same old, same old. And then, you know, you're like, how many times can we do this? Um, So you've lived here a long time. And what I think is interesting is when you ask people who have been here a long time, some of the things that they really like now that maybe you know, they didn't necessarily appreciate when they first moved here mm-hmm. and things they dislike. So can you give me like a couple things that you really love about living here? And then a couple um, you don't like?
1: I really like um this the small town feel of Paris. Mm-hmm. Like people and you know, in spite of their reputation, a lot of people here are really nice. Like if you start talking to them, like that mean receptionist, you know, that's like, well no illegal, you know, there's no rendez, no appointments. And you, I always kind of start off making a joke here because French people don't do that with each other right off the bat. And that usually disarms people just a little bit. If it doesn't, I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I have to take the, so I actually, you know, you speak French, your French is a 10 and mine's probably 7.4. <laughs> um, so, but learning French really helps you. Whole, Totally, s- totally. And it also doesn't just help you with daily life, but it helps you talk to people and they talk to you differently. Yeah. So in the language is very, um, so learning the language was really something that, um, you know, of course we all struggle with it, except for you, except for you. You're No, that isn't true. <laughs> but that really made Paris, you know, in France a lot better for me in traveling. Um, you see France and you go to these places and you realize how wonderful like Burgundy is. Yes. And it's still like. It's much slower than Paris. Yeah. The people are nice.
0: Everything's just are, slower. Yeah. yeah. So it's sort of, so it's the village feel and then the ease of traveling around. Yeah. And just the people,
1: the conviviality, um, that sort of collectivity, mm-hmm. um, that, that sense. Um, so that really helped me.
0: And what about things you dislike today, 19 years later? <sighs>
1: You can't return things. Oh, my God, I uh, know. At the supermarket. Misery. Stuff that's on sale never rings up at the register. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, it's 20 centimes. Should I, like, make a big deal about it? <laughs> 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 um, those kind of things. And also, um, I probably shouldn't say this, but Paris is pretty um, – people throw trash out a lot.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and it's not just a bunch of Americans complaining about it. French people, you know, people are like, Paris est très sale. Yeah. And it's not the government, you know, they pick up the trash every day in Paris and there's trash cans everywhere. And, you know, in a French newspaper, one of the people at City Hall said, well, you know, we can't follow everybody around and pick up after them. So that's something that I don't, I wish Paris was cleaner.
0: Yes. People, you know, people
1: come in and go, oh, it's so clean. We're staying in the 7th. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: well, if you're, li- if you're, if you're living around a tourist <laughs> landmark they definitely have more cleaners going through. yeah and I think right?
1: tourists tend to be a little cleaner uh, maybe well, throwing stuff because away.
0: they don't expect you know your whole the, their, their city to clean up after them yeah. like they're in their living room. yeah or their so that's bedroom.
1: something that I wish I agree people would address and <laughs> Is that for being polite.
0: Some people think the, the dog doo-doo situation has improved over the years. I still think it's a catastrophe, but.
1: Well, Roman like, will stand out and look at the window. And if people, like, have dogs, he'll, like, yell at them. He's like, madame. He's like, make sure you pick up after. So one day he had gone to work and I opened my front door and there was a big pile of dog doo specifically <gasps> placed in front of my front door with a, um, what do you call it, a paper towel draped over it.
0: Whoa, that's pretty yeah. intense. Yeah, You have to really want yeah, to send was someone pretty, a message. Yeah, it's like, just pick it up. Like, well, uh, yeah. Honestly, again, they think someone's going to come, yeah. u- come up behind them. But and the problem it up.
1: on the positive side, it's a lot better than it used to be. So it used to be very, you know. But I actually, I had a friend who was a veterinarian. She loved coming to Paris because she goes, well, I can tell how the, what the dogs eat. It's very interesting. <laughs> oh I can see God. their di-
0: <laughs> I can see their diet. I'm
1: like, okay, there is a plus side to all this. <laughs>
0: I hadn't thought of that. My sister's a veterinarian. I'll have to yeah, ask her. I'll have to see what she thinks the next time Send her she's here. And start
1: an Instagram account.
0: Yeah. Oh God, can you imagine? She'll be like, "I think you've taken this too yeah. far." Um, I have a few questions from readers who submitted um, on Instagram. I thought we would do a little oh, lightning hi. round. Okay. Um, one person asked, "Do you think the quality of Paris cocktails has reached that of those in New York City?"
1: Um, I don't compare. Okay. I would say that. Um, I say that the bar is higher in New York because people order more cocktails and there's more cocktail bars and everything in New York is much more, you know, ramped up. Mm -hmm. Um, But here there's a lot of creativity. Um, So I think that it's just a different scene. Right. Um, And I, it's hard to say.
0: Yeah, I like that. You don't always have to compare. What was your favorite discovery that you made while doing this book? Whether it was in Paris or if you traveled outside of Paris.
1: Uh, one of my, well, it's hard to say, but one of them was I went to Dolan Vermouth uh-huh. and which is in Chambéry in the Alps. And I got there and I was expecting like this big company cause it's a world famous brand and it's a small little building. <laughs> they have 20 employees. Wow. <laughs> and the guy is like, yeah, my wife's family owns it. It was super nice. Huh. Um, and he said, he was telling about the history of the company's, like, you know, it's about 150 years old and. He goes, you know what? He goes, this company's always been run by women most of the time.
0: <laughs> oh, I like that. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, he
1: was like, it just didn't occur to him until we were having this discussion. So going to Dolan Vermouth was really interesting.
0: Well, I'm, I'm surprised to hear <clears throat> it was smaller than, I, mean, I would have expected it to be a bigger employees. machine too. Yeah. yeah. One person really wants to know what your favorite cocktail is. It doesn't have to be oh. you know, a French cocktail. That's,
1: that's very easy. The Boulevardier.
0: The Boulevardier, okay. And, and the, why?
1: Well, it's the first cocktail in my cocktail chapter of the book. Okay. And it was just like last year was, I'm ahead of the curve as <laughs> usual now we're behind. Um, it was named like the cocktail of the year. I was like, this is the cocktail of ah. the year, the Boulevardier. Um, I just love it because I, I actually like um, up drinks. I don't, I don't like drinks with ice that much. Okay. Um, although I should... Uh, like if I ever write another cocktail book, it's going to be called Brown Drinks, comma up. <laughs> I love whiskey, I love rye, but I love whiskey. Um, and you know, you can use rye or you can use bourbon mm-hmm. in it. You know, it's got bitters and it's got red vermouth, and it's just the perfect blend of. The, and they used to be, you know, the, the official recipe. It's the they call it the French Negroni. It's equal parts of each. I actually like to ramp up the whiskey a little bit. It makes the
0: interesting. Balance. Yeah. And so, is that something you drink uh, after a meal or before? Uh, before, for, uh, so I'm 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 not very well versed in the uh, in the yeah. moment. Yeah, there's the very few moment.
1: cocktails you have after dinner, and believe, Interestingly, I spend a lot of time with cocktail people. Most of them don't drink cocktails with meals.
0: Oh, when with a, the meal,
1: okay. Yeah, when the meal comes, they drink beer in New York. Here, wine. Huh.
0: So, and you do include beer. I want to make that oh, yeah. known in the book. Yeah. There's beer as well. There's beer, wine, hot chocolate. Right, so it's really the whole yeah. spectrum. Mint tea. And then the last question from an audience member or reader is, could you do what you do in another country and would you want to?
1: Um, I could, but I think that France, like everything that happens to me here, like just walking over here to the studio, there was like... Oh God, what happened? No, there's just... There's ten stories you could like that happen to me every day that are really interesting to explore. So I probably that's a very interesting question because people have actually written to me going, "We're going to Lagos or we're going to Japan." You know, who does what you do? I'm like, uh. Um, so I could, but I think I've done it. Like I've done France, and it's my you know now that
0: it's your home too. I mean, yeah, it's my home, and so. You're not necessarily yeah. looking to move your home.
1: Right. Right. So I don't think so. Like if I move back to the US, like what would I write about? Um if or if I moved to Hawaii, I would just sit on the beach all day and stop writing altogether.
0: So well, <laughs> hopefully by that point, you may never need to, you know, write yeah. another word. You'd just be like, This is it. I've made it. Yeah.
1: Well, it was you know, was, that's what it was great writing this book because it was a real um I guess the right word is coda, mm-hmm. like I've written baking books, I've written books about French culture, and this was just something that was really different and sort of marks like you know it's sort of this progression of you know I wrote about Paris cooking, I've written about baking and so forth um, and now there's this drinks thing,
0: yeah, it was, it's it good. really interesting, yeah, well, and you lend your own. Your own skill and your your perspective on it, which is yeah, what people a,
1: want. Yeah, the downside is I have about 150 bottles of liquor at home and...
0: Not enough friends? <laughs> come on, I'm sure you have enough friends to
1: come over and drink. It's a lot of liquor. Um, you know, it's... <laughs> Well, you know, French people don't drink as we do. You know, like no. they don't drink three or four cocktails; they'll have like one maybe, um, and then they switch to yeah, they want something, something lighter because they drink a long time. Like we in America, people, you know, you go out to dinner with Americans, you sit down at six o'clock. You know, you're home by eight thirty, whereas <laughs> in France, you know, it's eleven thirty at night and they're still like opening another bottle of red.
0: It's true; something. everything just lasts longer. Yeah. So you're about to go on book tour. Yes, the book comes out March third. Yes, So super exciting. How are you feeling about it?
1: Um, Good. I have a few examples that I got in the mail, which was really nice um, because, you know, you never know what your book is going to feel like when you look at it. But I was really happy. I love my publisher. So beautiful. Yeah. And we, you know, they did a really good job with the paper and the pictures and just it's a great I'm so proud of it. So
0: we talk about mouthfeel, but this has a good hand feel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the book feels really lovely and and, Mm -hmm. you know. It matches the work you put into it. Where are people going to be able to find you in the States? Have you announced your dates? Uh, I
1: haven't yet because okay. we're still finalizing everything and not sure what dates it's going to be.
0: So people so. should just <clears throat> follow you on davidliebowitz.com. Yeah, they can go to
1: my, my website. There's a schedule link okay. at the top of the page, Um I usually announce things either in my newsletter, on Instagram or Facebook. Okay. Okay. Um,
0: so all of the so, platforms people can find right. where you're going to be. Yeah. And you will be doing an event in Paris.
1: February 27th at WH Smith. At what at time? At 6 p.m. Great. So I'll be doing a talk and there'll be most likely a liquor tasting, a little bit of Ooh. liquor from our friends at uh, Maison Ferrand who make cognac and Citadel gin, and Comté cheese. Um, delicious. Which is delicious. Yeah. Amazing. So everyone in France, everyone likes Comté cheese.
0: It's kind of like the crowd
1: pleaser. Yeah. And it, and it, and it is delicious. Be. Yeah. It's yeah, delicious. It's wonderful.
0: Um, I'm so excited to, for this oh. book to come out, for you to drink with <laughs> other people, keep drinking <laughs> with <laughs> other people as you travel and drinking French March 3rd worldwide, right? Everywhere people can get it. Yes. And if you're in Paris, February 27th, be sure to stop by WH Smith at 6 PM to meet David, have a drink and get a book. And otherwise, follow him at David Leibovitz on Instagram, DavidLeibovitz.com, and any other David Leibovitz combination of social media, social media (laughs) handles. And in the meantime, please check out all the previous episodes of the new Paris podcast. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, World Radio Paris, or wherever else you stream your shows. Until next time, à bientôt.